0: Hello, hello, hello friend. I want to I want to introduce you to an amazing new friend of mine. Um, I, it's interesting how sometimes you're put in this, the right rooms with the right people for the right reasons is um, just kind of one of those things. I always feel like you're placed in the right place because you need to be there and you need to meet certain people so they're in the room with you. And so I had that happen a couple of weeks ago where I went to a local boss moms group where we all kind of ca- came together as um, working entrepreneur moms that came together to just network and collaborate. And in that group was my amazing new friend, Marsha. And when I tell you silent but deadly, that is like the description that I want to give you, Marsha. I really do. Silent yet deadly, um, the, the impact that you make and the power that you put out is just in a whole new magnitude, truly a whole new magnitude. So um, that's my intro for you. But what? tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, from the moment I met you, I was like, yeah, she's a go-getter, action taker. And one thing about me, I, I, I relate to action takers. So let me introduce myself. I call myself Marsha Mogul. Um, I am a credit specialist, a, a tax a professional. I'm all about financial literacy, um i've been in the game for about three years now i've always been a student though so i pride myself in always learning you know i'm always trying to know what's next what do my people need that's why i got into the credit space and the taxes because a lot of people run businesses and you know they get overwhelmed when it comes to those things so by me i guess using my gifts to help those around me it's been a very empowering journey and you know the further I get into it the more people I meet and and the more impact I get to make so it's it's been a, a wild ride and I'm looking forward to you know getting more into financial literacy because I know it's levels to it so I'm, I'm just at the beginning and um, I'm looking forward to you know teaching people about financial literacy that's what I am that's what I do.
0: And I love that. So I, I'm one of those people that like now define financial literacy because I'm one of those people many a million people have told me. So define wellness. And I was like, do you got a minute? Um, because <laughs> there's, it's not a one trick, you know, one sentence line. But what does financial literacy mean for people who get to know you? What does that mean in your world?
1: Financial literacy to me is just understanding the way that our money works. Um, It's the money talk and we all have to pay bills. We all have to use credit at some point. We all have to, you know, make a living. So understanding um, how you can piece all of those together, you know, to make your life easy is what I think of financial literacy, right? Just understanding that, hey, I need the budget because of this, this, and that understanding. I need to invest because of this, this, and that. It's just the understanding of why we do what we do with our money. Why am I investing? Am I just investing? No, I'm investing for retirement or I'm investing for um, a a bigger investment later on or I'm investing for my children. We all, it all has a purpose. And the uh, understanding behind the purpose is the financial literacy aspect. Like, why are you doing it? You know, you might have the what, everybody wants to be a millionaire. So, but why, you know, and how, and and the details and, you know, for what, do you really even need a million dollars? for the lifestyle that you want, that's financial literacy, answering those questions. Like, what is it that you need to feel financially free?
0: So for when, if someone were to kind of like sit down and actually like chat with you, it's more than just, hey, I need my credit score checked or I wanna get it fixed. It is, I better come prepared with more than that. Um, In the real world of like, of, of true, why is like this is that's why I think so many people get afraid of money is because we feel like well if I put a why to it and somebody doesn't like my why it's wrong Mm -hmm. and or we we get that like backlash of of like well what if I share my why you know and and somebody doesn't like it or you know like because I've told myself and I've told many of people that my goal for this year was to um put the money out there to be able to retire my husband. Yes. And people think that's crazy yes. and I'm like he is the full income earner in our home and I would love to do that. I would love to be able to supplement his income with mine and do what I do and I love what I do. Um but that's a big scary number. Like it's a big mm-hmm. thing. And so I feel like sometimes putting a why behind it helps us helps us understand the intention Mm -hmm. and not just feel greedy because Mm -hmm. I feel like we think money is a negative. And do you feel like you see a lot of people who do that same thought process where they feel money is a negative when they're coming to you?
1: Yes. Um, it's a scarcity, scarcity mindset. I mean, um, that's the biggest or the most common thing is uh, people that didn't grow up having a lot or people that grew up with working with what they have. They can't imagine having more or setting aside for a rainy day. Um, What is a rainy day? You know what I mean? Like some people don't even understand that concept. And it's like, well, where am I going with this? Um, It's a fear-based thing. When it comes to money, it's fear-based. You know what I mean? And that's really all it is. It's a fear mentality that maybe was passed down to you. And over the years, you may have heard things. Oh, we don't have enough for that or credit is bad, or rich people are evil. Um, Like all these different things that sound cliche, you actually adapt to them. And we can say this about almost anything, any belief that we hold about ourselves is we kind of take that as our own when it's really not for us. That belief was passed from someone else who may have experienced something in their life when it comes to money. But at some point you have to break that habit because if if you were past a, a scarcity mindset, the only thing you'll keep doing is passing it to your children and i found myself doing that um and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the scarcity mindset but when you have an abundance mindset you understand there's always enough to go around and you find ways and you find solutions instead of just working with what you have because it used to be this big thing like i want to save bills how can i cut down on my bills i need to cut down but more so no how can i make more money How can I add instead of trying to reduce? Because there's only so much that I can even subtract anyway. I mean, we want to keep our Netflix bill. You know, we want to keep that. Is it really going to make a difference that I save myself 14 bucks, you know, for a year? Or will it be more impactful if I make more money? Um, That way I get more of my time. So I guess it's more so shifting from a fear-based mentality to more so like, okay, how can I take advantage of my circumstances circumstances when it comes to my finances. Yes, I might have a uh, poor credit score, but there's a lot of opportunity in that. You have a lot of room to grow. That's how I would look at it. Like, oh wow. I, I, I get excited when I meet people in the 400 and 500, 500 credit score because there's so much to do with it versus someone who has that 720 like, oh, you're you know, you you got it going. Now you just have to maintain it. It's a different conversation. So is how do
0: you shift from that that scarcity and and limit, I want to call it a limited mindset, to the abundance and that positive mindset? How do you shift it? How do you change in your own head to be able to do that so you're not so fearful
1: of yourself? I would say... It takes practice. It takes time. Um, They always say, or some people say, I read it in one of my favorite books, uh, Better Than Before. She says that it takes 21 days to build a habit, right? And that's Mm -hmm. just to build a habit. We're not saying like, okay, you, you got the habit down pat because that's where your why comes in and the discipline comes in. But that 21 days is like, okay, I need to refresh my mind. So every day for those 21 days, I'm giving myself something to feed that part of myself. Of course, yeah. I can complain. That means I'm feeding the negativity. So what I would do, um, what I did is, and it might sound corny, but things like affirmation, uh, or if you find, you know, be grateful for the small things in life. I guess expressing gratitude is one of the best ways to put yourself in abundance mindset. Because if you're focused on everything you have, like, you don't, you don't have time for that limited perspective. Oh, I don't have this. When you're grateful, you're thinking about everything you do have. Like I have this, this and that, you know? Yeah,
0: it, it was. So I actually had a friend who um, recently just changed that, that gave me that same thought process. Um, she was like, I want you to say what you're grateful for. And, and I was like, okay. And she goes, no, but I mean, like even the smallest little thing, like, I want you to actually, like, if you're praying, like during prayer, say that you're thankful for the abundance of, you know, resources or money or whatever that thing is. And I started to to pray for this. And I thought it was like, I was like, this is ridiculous. And it was so incredible how you start, you really do. It shifts that mindset and it took days to kind of see that all come into play, you know, like to see it start to shift, to see myself opening up to having more abundance and having that, that resource there, because I stopped using it as just, I want money. I had to shift my mindset to it's a resource so that I can better serve others. Like I had to shift that mindset in my own self. Yes. And so I, but I was watching a reel recently that I thought was interesting that plays into this one. And it was saying something about, um, how do you praise in the valley Hmm. because it's that kind of concept if you're praising at the top great love it but are you still praising in the valley Hmm. are you still excited and thankful and grateful in the valley when it's not butterflies rainbows and i was like oh that is so good because i feel like so many of us we feel like we're too far gone And I know that you just said you love those people who have the low credit scores. So it's like, is there ever a point where you are too far gone? I want to put in air quotes, like hugely. Is there ever a point where you're like, it's all for nothing. Don't just scratch it and call it a day. Or do you think that everybody can come back in the realm of finances?
1: Honestly, I think you can always come back. It's never too late Um, because it comes back to that purpose right you can come up with a purpose at any time and when we go through these different stages in life our purpose changes and something mm-hmm. that you didn't care about when you were a teenager now that you're in your 20s you know you're concerned about it or now that you're in your 40s you're more concerned maybe you want to purchase that house now you want stability you want security so your credit score didn't matter then a uh, saving having a savings account or building towards that never mattered until it mattered so i feel that even if you are someone who's okay with having that lack mentality, at some point, there's going to come an opportunity for you to get up out of that. And if you don't, I mean, it's just going to always come back. That's how I see it. Um, there's always going to be a chance or opportunity for you to learn. And if it's okay if you keep missing it. But, you know, we're here for a limited amount of time. So that one time that somebody decides to take, you know, a hold of their financial Freedom, Like, hey, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live with poor credit. I don't want to live with no investments or I don't want to be this earth without having anything to pass on or whatever the case may be. Everyone has a purpose. But I think um, you can avoid that abundance mindset for as long as you want. But there will always be opportunities presented for you to take hold of it even later in life or early in life no matter what it is. If you come from living on the streets, you hear all those stories.
0: You do, you hear them. And I mean, it's some of like the biggest name people who are like, I had nothing. I had nothing. And you're like, I mean, if you can do it, I can do it. Right. Like that's where I've always like, that was one of the biggest shifts is I've heard so many people who are like, well, I've done this, this, and this. And I'm like, well if you can then I can right like right, <laughs> right? we can do that. And, and you're kind of question for half a second and then you're like yes I can you know like and it's being the question mark to an exclamation point is is truly that that difference but when it comes to somebody's financial wellness
1: uh-huh.
0: how have you seen that impact their the other forms of wellness for themselves like their mental wellness their physical wellness how have you seen that have you ever seen that shift? And if you have, um, how have it, how
1: has it shifted for others? Honestly, um, I've seen it impact people in, in a mindset way. It's like when you shift your mindset, all areas of your life, um, you know, feel it. So it's like, okay, I have an 800 credit score, but I'm not happy with my body. You know, it's like, OK, I have this, but I don't have this. And I don't want to say we're chasing fulfillment, but that's what life is about. It's about self-fulfillment. And those pillars are important. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you could be the type of person that hits all the pillars at once. You know what I mean? But yeah. what I normally see is someone they see one pillar. They're attracted to that one pillar. Um, It might be fitness. It might be finances. It might be. um. Their spirituality, whatever the case may be, when they tap into that, everything else around it kind of elevates. And it's like your friends change. I've seen people hang around different people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, now I see that person going to the gym. They were never in the gym before they started their business. Now they're getting into entrepreneurship. They want to be fit. You know, because entrepreneurship is about what well, you have a brand, your personal brand. So you have to carry a certain level of confidence. And that's what? Where you can make confidence, anybody can go pick up confidence at the gym. You know, <laughs> I don't care what you do if you run on the treadmill, if you lift weights. once you get done with that workout session, you have that confidence in yourself because you're like, oh, I did it. And it's just like when you have like a savings goal, if you have a workout goal, okay, I want to, I want to save $100 a month, I want to go to the gym five times a week, like you keep leveling up your goals keep changing, like you, you, I won't, I don't say, I wouldn't say everybody gets complacent, but I think as human beings, we, we grow and we elevate, and we evolve, you can't help but evolve. So back to what I said, 800 credit score is great. But if I'm not happy with my body, if I'm not healthy, if I can't even manage the money and I'm not healthy enough to even enjoy the money, what's the point?
0: Right. Right. 100%. And I, I think that's, I mean, I was watching, watching something recently who said like Mother Teresa had three pieces of clothing to her, like three items to her name. And yet she was one of the happiest people ever. And yet, like, there was this like King who had like millions and billions and like anything he wanted, he snapped his finger and had it. And yet he was the most miserable person ever. And I think that sometimes we get to the point where we feel like money is the answer. It will solve my problems. Or, you know, like it is, it is the, well, if I get to this point and I make this money, I will be happy. My problems will go away. And It is so far from right that it's crazy um, to think because that doesn't define you. Your your bank account doesn't define you unless you're using it for something that's more impactful, more purposeful. Um, Then I think, okay, maybe it's a little more important and and impactful if you're using it for a reason and you need it. Um, But what are some tips that you would give to somebody in, an, in whatever area, whether, it, you know, in let's talk credit for just a second, because I know that is something that um, I think a lot of us are hearing word of between, you know, the housing market and just life in general, we hear about the word credit, and I don't know if we necessarily have the full grip on that. Um, and I've talked with a, a mortgage person recently who said there's good bad, good credit and bad credit. And I it might throw people off. It might make them think, what in Toledo are you talking about? Um <laughs> so in the realm of credit, what tips do you have for for somebody who just plain doesn't know necessarily everything? What tips do you have for us?
1: Yeah, so you hit a lot of good things like the good credit, bad credit, and I wanna hit that, but I wanna first start off the first tip I would give someone when it comes to credit is have a goal in mind. The worst thing you can do is say, oh, I just wanna increase my score. Well, your score isn't that important. It's your report that's important. Um, You know, like your score is vanity, but your report is the reality of what it actually is going on in there. And when I say what's going on, I mean, as a financial uh, responsible consumer, how well have you performed financially? Do you pay people back? Or are you not going to pay people back? Um, That's really what it's used for. So you have to know what's your goal. Are you buying a home? Are you buying a car? Do you want a business loan? Do you want a personal loan? What is it that you want? And then I guess um, adjust your credit report to fit that. Um, If you're going for credit cards, you can't have high utilization. That's a no brainer you're applying for credit cards. The first thing they will see is this person maxed out their credit cards. We're not giving them any money, okay? Or payment history, which is probably the biggest factor, not probably, but is the biggest factor when it comes to your FICO credit score. Payment history, if you go 30 days past due, it's gonna go to the credit bureau. So you have that sweet spot, which is one to 29 days where you can avoid it going to your credit. I would suggest not even going late in general. Get into the habit of making credit a lifestyle. It's not like, oh, let me get that. Boom, check it off my list. No, it's a lifestyle. You have to maintain it. You have to know, um, understand what gets reported, why one bureau viewer right report something and another one might not. Um, I know it gets complex, but the more you know, the better you're prepared and you can teach your children if you have them as well, um, you know, how to use their credit. So my main tips are avoid going late, (laughs) avoid high utilization. Always know what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Know what you have. And if you do need your credit repair, when you go to this person, remember you're hiring them, you're hiring them for their expertise, right? So let them be the expert in it. If you want to learn credit, go learn credit. But if you're hiring someone, let them be the expert. And I say still learn, still still educate yourself. You should actually, yeah, hire someone who's willing to teach you.
0: Yeah. And I I think that's that is a really awesome point of the fact of like just because you hire it out doesn't mean you like throw your hands up and you're done. Um, because I know as a, as a health coach, I've had people like come to me and they're like, well, I don't have to work now. False. That is like the farthest thing from right. Um, but that happens where so many times people are like, well, I've hired somebody and then they wonder why they're, you know, like, especially when it comes to finances, well, I've got somebody who's doing that for me. Okay. But do you know what they're doing? Do they know what they're doing? Have you been paying attention? Like, have you checked up on it? And I think that's something that we need to be aware of is yes, you can hire somebody out to help you 100%, especially if it's not your, your area of expertise and you're not really great there, please do like, let's be wise, but also choose the right people. We've talked about this on a, on a, you know, offline and in a personal aspect of, of paying attention to who we're choosing and who's, are they going to fit with what you want? Are they meant to be like, are they smart choices? Are we in line with what they're doing? How much education do they have? What do they yes. need? what do they have behind them that is that makes you want to hire them? What knowledge? But also the concept of, are they just going to keep going, okay, well, I've got this and leave you in the dark? Or do they bring you in so that when you're done with them, or you could leave them at one point in time and still continue onward? Because that's truly the idea of a coach or somebody that you hire is that you want to be able to you want to be able to leave them at some point in time or move onward at some point in time and feel like you it was time well spent. I don't want to say you wasted time because there's no waste, but that there was time well spent and was money wisely spent and it was something that you could walk away with that was helpful. Not just somebody did it for me. I have no idea what they did. And then you're like looking at it later and you're like, you tanked it. Like you tanked my credit, not helped it. Or or you did this or did that. And you're like, I don't even know where the-. now you're like, I don't know where my money's invested. I don't know if this is smart. And now you have to do it all on your own to teach yourself when that was the whole reason why you hired somebody was to help you with that. And so you bring up a great point of making sure we know who we're hiring. And if it's not your area, then do please hire someone. but still educate yourself still be in that growth mindset even with somebody by your side
1: yes i think you, you're basically touching on financial literacy like yes hire someone but understand what you're doing um and that's a big component of financial literacy It's just educating yourself if you educate yourself and then you apply it you're literally just that's turning financial literacy into an action. Like I'm literally turning that into something that that's actionable. And like I said, I like action takers. So yeah, you can know um, about credit. I can I can go through a whole credit. I go, oh, what's the difference between this, this and that? Um, you know, I could go over all of that, but I want to give you knowledge that you can actually apply. Um, something right. that you can put into action and walk away knowing, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm going for it. So when I say credit utilization, you should be checking your credit report. What's my utilization? How can I get it down? You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by actionable steps. That's why I mentioned payment history. So if you know that you're late on a payment right now, maybe that should be a priority over something else that does not maybe impact your credit Um, because not all bills report the credit. You know, Some of them don't, but a lot of them do. And those are the ones that you need to be on top of. But in general, I think you should just pay your bills on time, anything. Like I said, make credit a lifestyle, make financial literacy a lifestyle, have an abundance mindset. It has to become part of who you are. Um, and And it, it's a journey. But going through the motions, that's the best part about it. Going through the journey is the best part about it. Like I haven't made my first $1 million, but just knowing that I'll get there one day is exciting. I get to wake up every day. Oh, here's another chance. I get another chance to go at, you know, this, and that's the excitement I get out of life in general. So I have a passion for this, but I also have a passion for living. (laughs) But I think that's something that we don't hear
0: a lot about is hearing the words, here's another chance. We feel like it's a one and done. And if you didn't do it right the first time you failed and the word failure literally makes my skin crawl. I cannot handle it. Um, it, uh, it's just like, I want it taken out of every dictionary. Um, it, it, I just, that's my disdain for this word, but it, because it's so finite, it, it gives you this, like it's done and it's not, it's just like, okay, what can we do today? Right. It's that like every day is a new step forward. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to be able to go from like negative accounts to millionaire in 24 hours. Like, um, if you do, please let me know how, cause I want those magic slippers in the bank account you hit. Um, And I'm hoping it's not because you robbed a bank, but I mean, we can't, we can't all get there. And then I know we have talked to this concept before of like that, that Insta, the Insta fix, right? We want mm-hmm. that. We want the, well, how do I get it done so quickly? How do I, how do I do it? Well, it took you X amount of time to dig the hole. Now you got to get out of it and go positive. What are you like? It there is no insta anything, and especially when it comes to money, because I think when you get in that mindset of quick fix, right? Mm. The insta cash, the quick flow, the this that, is it sustainable? And I don't think that is. We've talked. It's not sustainable. It's not something you can have long term, and we need to stop, especially when it comes to money and our money mindset and financial literacy, we got to stop that. Mm -hmm. But where do you feel like the best places to go for education in this realm are for people?
1: Uh, Honestly, books, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I'm a little traditional. A lot of my knowledge came from reading books and you have, you know, the standard books that everybody reads when they're first getting into let's say entrepreneurship like oh here's the basic books you should read when you get into entrepreneurship well i have the same thing when it comes to financial literacy like you need to read these few books to get yourself in the mindset because first it's the knowledge then it's the application you can't apply something that you don't understand so if you don't like books, they have audiobooks. If you don't like audiobooks, they have podcasts. Either way, you need to tap in with the knowledge. Instead of listening to music, and maybe you do this for a certain period of time, I'm not saying cut out all the fun in your life, but if you're really trying to change yourself and change your mindset when it comes to money, you have to tap into a type of uh, discipline where it's like, okay, look, I'm keying in on this, I'm gonna know the facts. You might not remain an expert, but at least you're diving into it, and now you can apply it, and now it's a lifestyle. Now you're not, like, you're not forever going to have your head in the books. Like, we don't go to school forever. We graduate, and then we go into life. Same thing. Educate yourself however. There's YouTube University. And and again, back to what you were saying, you have to know who you're listening to, because it was a point where I was listening to all these different people, and I needed it. I needed a different paradigm shift so I might have listened to all these people but now I have my favorites okay this is my go-to when I want to know this this you know when I want to get into my fitness who you know what do I what should I listen to if I need to be motivated to go to the gym what do I need to but you I had to go through the all the voices to find what voice meant for me you know and then I found my own voice (laughs) and that's key that is
0: so important but I was going to say is that you know, that, that concept of instead of watching TV, you throw on an audiobook or, or what are you doing? Right. And that was something that I didn't even realize I was doing where I would throw on a Netflix or I'd throw on this. And I was like, I need to cut, like, wonder if I cut instead of this one hour, I did this instead. Right. And I started to cut down on that. I didn't I don't say I completely removed any of that. Like I didn't all of a sudden disconnect all of Netflix and we don't have TVs on our walls, but at the same time I limited it. Um, so instead of a TV, I pulled out my book You're more intentional. It at the end of the night. It, yes. Right. It was very much so way more intentional with what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Am I wasting time or am I doing it for a purpose? Am I sitting here just to scroll and, you know, whatever, or am I doing it with intention? What am I reading? What am I consuming? Because mm. that is what's coming in, meaning that's, what's going to come out. And so mm. what are we taking in is huge. Yes. And if we're taking in sometimes, yes, you're like, you're saying I've listened to many a podcast. I have, you know, listened to many an audiobook, and you're like, it it falls on deaf ears. You're like, okay, great. love it. You know, it's great for everybody else. Not for me. Right. And other people are like, no, 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 no. Try and get past this episode or this, you know, chapter. I'm like, I cannot. And that's fine because there's another place where it's going to resonate. It's going to be there for you, but you've got to go through it. You have to find what falls for you and not everybody is going to be your cup of tea and you are not going to be everybody's favorite shot of liquor either. So it is what it is. We just kind of accept it. Right. So, um, and I know we could talk for hours, which I know we will and could, and we will revisit again. Um, but how can we get in touch with you and have the insane wealth of knowledge from you, um, going forward?
1: Definitely. Um, I would say follow me on Instagram. Marsha the Mogul, that's M A R S H A, just spelled Marsha the Mogul. Um, Instagram for sure. I'm not too big on email, but if you are, would like to email me, my email address is work with Marcha at Website is moneymogulsolutions.com. If you're interested in checking out some of my products and services, you can visit me on my website. I'm very personable. So if you do decide to DM me, Um, I will DM you back. Um, I do like to be there or I I pride myself in having good customer service. So if you ask me a question, I will respond to your question. Now, if you get a little in depth, I might tell you to book a consultation. But for the most part, I want to connect. connect. Connection is big when it comes to this industry because... You're kind of lost in the sauce and you're trying to find your way. So you need somebody you can trust and somebody you can relate to. So I am that person. So also I have another question, and I'm gonna like be a little
0: nosy rosy because I have to and I want to. Um, did I hear that you will be at the next boss mom's um meeting in July 1st? Um, if you're in the Chicagoland area, this is definitely a meeting you don't want to miss. Um, But from what I hear, you will be speaking and be there, am I right? I'll be
1: doing sort of a workshop. You got to come out. We're talking about action. We're talking about application. This is one of those moments. So yes, I will be there and I'm giving out my best, Jim. So I I think y'all should check it out and bring a friend too.
0: I love it. I will be there. Um, I will be speaking alongside with you. So I'm super excited. We will both be on the panel. Um, and then, um, of course, we will just both be there. So fun things coming forward. I'm very, very excited to once again, see you in person in okay. July, but also just to have you as on my network and in my group of people and friends. Um, yes. I am eternally grateful. Um, so thank you for being on. Thank you for being here. And thank you for using your gifts. Thank you for stepping <laughs> in to your talents your gifts because you get to just shine an amazing light, um, on everything. And I'm just so glad to watch
1: you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm looking forward to us collaborating even more and I'll see you on July 1st. Awesome.
0: All right. Well guys, if you need anything, follow along with the podcast podcast. Or go ahead and find Marsha the Mogul. Um, I mean, her content and everything on social media is just epic. And when you when she says she DMs you back, I mean it legitimate. She's a real live person where you don't do robots around here. Um, and so get in touch with her, follow her for more because you know the content is gonna be epic. So we will talk later, guys, but thank you for listening and we'll talk soon.